Hey you guys, it is Kokomoko here, and I'm coming to you with a, I don't know if it's like an emergency episode, I typically upload new episodes every Monday morning, so you can listen while you drive to work, drink your coffee, do your makeup for the day, but this one is coming to you a little bit earlier than that on a Saturday, because the internet has just been taken over with the drama that just seems so ridiculous but doesn't really seem to end and i want to talk about it from more of like a media literacy viewpoint and what i think it means about stan culture and how women are viewed in media just things like that so this is going to be about the Kylie Jenner, Hailey Bieber, and Selena Gomez air quotes feud, because I don't even know if they would consider it that, and we're just going to dive right in. I asked a bunch of you guys on my Instagram story what your opinion was on this drama, and I got some responses as well that I want to talk about in this podcast, but with that being said, let's just dive right in. Okay, so starting off, I want to talk about what exactly is going on. I don't even really understand it myself. I feel like everything I learned about this situation has been against my will, as people say, but it just kept being surfaced on the For You page specifically. So from my understanding, what happened is that Kylie Jenner has always been one of the most followed people on Instagram, sitting at around 380 million followers, I believe. And then Selena Gomez became active on social media really in this past year and started to kind of take that throne back. I believe at one point Selena was the most followed person on Instagram before she deleted it. And so leading up to this week, I believe Selena Gomez's stands were kind of keeping track of her following on Instagram and there was a specific day where she passed Kylie Jenner in followers. Now this should be insignificant, but it wasn't, at least not to the stands. So then Selena Gomez posted a video about her laminated eyebrows and how she over laminated them. And then A few hours after that, Kylie Jenner posted what I thought was an insignificant Instagram story where she was like, oops, this was an accident. I thought, inferring to the fact that she didn't mean to take that photo, but she still looked good, so she posted it to her story, and in it, her eyebrows are like brushed up, and then shortly after that as well, posts a photo of her and Hailey Bieber on FaceTime where they're both kind of leaning into the camera and you just see their eyebrows which again I didn't really think was anything important but I feel like what happened was Selena Gomez stands thought that because Kylie said it's an accident with like a photo of her eyebrows she was making fun of the fact that Selena Gomez said that she accidentally laminated them too much it's all very middle school like You could replace their names with people from middle school that your little sister is telling you a story about, and it would be the exact same plot line and confusion on all parts. So then the fans 
start taking this and running. People start posting to TikTok specifically old photos and videos of more specifically Hailey Bieber. One of them that comes up is a video of it was some award show or some performance and the host introduces Taylor Swift and then Hailey Bieber makes this throw up gesture. It's like a three second video and I admit it does not look good, but I will say Hailey Bieber looked a lot younger in that clip. Um, And then someone posts that to TikTok, it goes viral and surprisingly, Selena Gomez comments on the post and says something about, sorry that my best friend is the best one in the game right now referring to Taylor Swift and defending her. And this is when things really, really start fanning the flames of the fire is Selena Gomez begins commenting on TikToks. And then shortly after these comments are kind of sprinkled throughout viral TikToks, at one point, a girl made a video about how she was never really a Selena Gomez fan until today because She's watching Selena Gomez stand up for herself against these Nepo babies that are just mean girls, and now she's the biggest selenator. And then Selena Gomez comments on that post, I love you. So she's sprinkling these comments around, and I also don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. I'm a big proponent in like public figures should be able to stand up for themselves. They should be able to speak their piece. I think oftentimes... The public expects that if you're the bigger creator or the person with the most followers, that if someone is coming after you, then you have to just kind of be a punching bag. So I do think that it's totally fine that Selena Gomez was commenting on these posts, but I feel like the context was what added to the drama. So Selena Gomez, shortly after these comments that are sprinkled around kind of anti-Kylie and Haley TikToks, um, she goes live to address the drama and that she wants it all to end and then deletes her account. So all those comments are, you can't find them anymore, but people have screenshots, of course. So that is like the recap of what's happened so far. I don't believe Haley or Kylie have said anything, but the Kardashian-Jenner way is really going silent. So I don't expect them to say anything. Now, with that being said, with that context, I want to now talk about more from a media literacy lens of what exactly does this all mean? More so when stan culture, I think, gets out of hand and why women's value in media always seems to be placed on how they're handling themselves in a feud with another woman versus their actual craft. Because I've seen a lot of TikToks about Selena Gomez's drama with Haley and Kylie this week, but like none about her acting or being nominated for her first ever Golden Globe this year. Again, women's value is just really based on their proximity to a feud of another famous woman, I think. Now, diving first into stan culture. Stan culture, I feel like, has gone too far, but it's a double-edged sword. Honestly, 
If you want to run a marketing campaign specifically in music, hire a K-pop stan, I always say, because they're absolute geniuses at the internet. They understand it and they understand how to build community in a way that I've never seen before. But I also think that it can be weaponized very quickly, even without the celebrity wanting it to get taken that far. I think we see that often with Harry Styles and his fan base. Now, I think the reason Selena Gomez stands really baby her and they're almost turning into, it, it seems toxic at times. Now, I think part of it is she was publicly with Justin Bieber and then shortly after ending his on and off relationship with Selena Gomez, he gets engaged to Hailey Bieber. And I think that a lot of people really identified with that. Who can't relate to being in a relationship when you're young? It happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us. Where you're in a relationship with someone that you love, that you want to spend the rest of your life with, maybe even your first love. And then it ends and they move on rather quickly and you're just devastated. It seems from the outside that's an example of what happened there. Um, whether that's true or not, I'm not sure, but I think that Selena Gomez stand really, really saw themselves in Selena Gomez, especially in that situation. And ever since that moment, they've felt like if Selena Gomez is thriving and Hailey Bieber is suffering, then they're kind of getting the last word in in the situation that was reflected in their own life. That's just my own take on it. I'm obviously not a psychologist. I can't really get into it. Um, but that's just my theory on the specific stand culture around this Selena and Haley feud. Now, I think that one thing about Selena Gomez's fans at times, they almost insult, and I'm not talking about 99% of her fans. This is like the 1% that will go buck wild for her when things like this happen. Now, I think that they insult her intelligence in some ways. I think that they baby her and feel like she's this 12-year-old that they have to protect. But at the end of the day, Selena Gomez is a grown woman who is capable of making smart decisions for herself. And we saw this happen with the Selena Gomez documentary as well, where she had a friend who's her best friend by the way Raquel was in the documentary sprinkled in throughout and it seems like Raquel was a friend who was around Selena Gomez who was not a yes man but was rather being honest with her and putting things into perspective for her and that's really valued and Selena Gomez stands took it and ran with it that Raquel was this awful person that Selena Gomez needed to drop, that she was this awful friend who was so jealous of her, and people were making so many videos about how much they hate Raquel. Now, whether Selena Gomez has this perceived anger towards her friend or not that her fan base is, you know, creating... At the end of the day, when these videos are going viral talking about someone in Selena Gomez's life like this, it puts Selena Gomez in a really, really uncomfortable position. If I was Selena Gomez, like I would be so sick of my fandom at this point because they seem to do this with 
her close friends, with the people that she dates, where they baby her and assume that anyone in her life is out to get her. And it can just get really, really, I'm sure, debilitating for her. So I actually was listening to a podcast once with Dylan Mulvaney and she was saying something similar with her fan base that sometimes she feels like they baby her and act like she's not a grown woman who is able to make her own decisions. And it's just interesting when that happens. So my theory, again, on this specific situation is that the Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber feud continues because of the perceived feeling that her stands have of I was in a situation similar where I was in love with someone they moved on very quickly and if I can put Hailey Bieber down if Selena Gomez can come out on top then that is also my own vindication now I want to talk about stand culture in general it is such a double-edged sword and I I would be honestly so interested if psychologists at one point go back and study this phenomenon. I don't know if we'll always have stand culture or if people will become more self-aware in how toxic it can get, but I think it really became more apparent during the pandemic when especially young people were forced to go back inside And they really lost at that point their sense of identity when it came to like being able to go into school, being able to go do their hobbies and their sports. And I really, really feel for them. I always wonder about the long-term trauma that Gen Z is going to have in Gen Alpha because of what COVID did. But on top of obviously so many people losing their lives, but just like the, the way that it took, it changed everyone's life overnight. So I think that you have these young people who are figuring out who they are. They're doing that through healthy activities like school. And of course, they're still fans or stands of these people. But when everything else is taken away from them, they go from like 10% of their life being dedicated to standing to 100% of their life. They're living at home. They're on the internet constantly. And they begin to see their identity more and more wrapped up in the celebrity that they are standing. And so what happens is they feel like any type of perceived threat on this celebrity, any type of perceived takedown of said celebrity then becomes a direct threat on them and their sense of identity and self. Think about it like this. If you've ever had a hobby, I remember growing up, I did cheer. I was a competitive cheerleader. I traveled the country. I was level five. It took up my whole life. And looking back, I've talked about this in other podcasts, I wouldn't recommend cheer to anyone because of how unhealthy it can get, but it was still something that was very important to me. And I remember that if someone said that cheer was not a real sport or that it wasn't hard, like I thought that they said they were going to burn my house down that day at 3 p.m. and had like a can of gas ready to go. I thought it was a direct insult on me and that my survival and my success was dependent on how positively other people thought of cheerleading because that was my sense of identity. And so I think that's what we're seeing happen with these celebrities where people feel like they have to defend this person because it has more to do with them than anything else. 
Okay, now I want to get into why I think TikTok really fanned the flames of this drama in a way that we've never seen with any other platform. Now, TikTok's algorithm is unlike anything we've ever seen. I always say the analogy is for me going on YouTube or Instagram or Google it's like going on a road trip, but you're in the driver's seat. So you have to put in the destination on your GPS. You have to, you know, you can enjoy the view, but for the most part, you're focused on where you're going next. You have to focus on the next turn. You have to focus on the destination. And by that is like, you have to focus on what YouTube video you're searching for, what you want to click on next. It's very active choices. But with TikTok, it is very passive viewing. You are simply the passenger in the car on a really long road trip. When you get in the car, you have no idea what destination you're going. You have no idea how long you're going to be in the car. But all you have to do is look out the window and enjoy the view. And if a view comes up that you don't like, you just scroll to the next one in a split second. And so because of that, you are being given new information and new creators and new topics that you would have never ever in a million years actively searched on youtube or google or instagram explorer page and so as a result more people are getting involved in these dramas than ever before so with the Selena Gomez feud, for example, and Hailey Bieber, I say feud lightly. I don't even know that it's like actually a feud. I feel like everyone just wants it to go away and they want to be able to move on as grown women. But there are people who would have never known about it, who are now millions of people are seeing it and getting an opinion on it and, you know, getting invested in it because of the way the For You page works. Whereas in the past, if there was drama or a feud with celebrities, what you would have to do is you would have to go on YouTube, search up, for example, Madonna and Cher feud, type that out, press enter, and then go and find a video. And if you're already doing all of that work, you already have a bias. You're already invested. No one does that if they don't already have someone that they're rooting for and they're just watching these videos is a way for them to have confirmation bias, okay? So that is something that I want to note. But now you have people with no horse in the race who are being surfaced. All of these videos, I saw so many videos yesterday about the Kylie drama, the Selena drama, the Hailey Bieber this and that, and I would have never searched that on YouTube. So I think that's why TikTok fans the flames of this drama in a way that we've never seen on any other platform because you have more people passively seeing it who would have never searched it in the first place. And then on top of that, because I always like to think about these trending topics in terms of also the real life humans behind it that are affected by this. Now, Part of why I think Selena Gomez was commenting on these videos is because she, like, just like us, they're humans. They probably go on TikTok to unwind at the end of the night or if you're stressed about something and you want to, you know, distract yourself for a little bit, you're going to go on your phone and go on TikTok to watch some funny videos. But instead when you're a public figure, you are scrolling and the For You page is showing you videos about yourself. 
and about drama and about responses. For example, Selena Gomez seeing the video of Hailey Bieber making a yuck face towards Taylor Swift. And she would have, I doubt Selena Gomez a couple years ago before TikTok would have gone on YouTube and actively searched Hailey Bieber mean girl moments Taylor Swift. It just wouldn't have happened. So they're being surfaced these videos about themselves. And so I think it's a very human reaction that Selena Gomez responds and then regrets it and deletes her social media. I think we've all been there where we've, you know, sent a text to a friend that we were upset about or posted on Twitter a subtweet, whatever it is, and then we realize that that wasn't the right call and that it might affect our real life relationships. And then we just want to delete and forget anything happened. I know, like for me, if I ever feel stressed out about the internet and I, the most I get is just a comment telling me that like I have a big forehead and I should die. (laughs) And even that can be hard sometimes if your video gets on the wrong for you page. And there's been a few times where I'll ask whoever's in the room with me, like my boyfriend or my mom, I'll ask them to physically hide my phone from me for the night so I can just read or watch Netflix and not have to worry about what's happening on the other side. But that's even more amplified for celebrities and people in the public eye because they can't just go and unwind now on any social media platform because they're going to be seeing videos about themselves and the drama and people that they are adjacent to. Now big picture, I want to really just talk about I feel like this is such an example of sort of this double standard that exists in media where women really have to fight extra hard for their value to be about their craft, about them being an actress, a businesswoman, a singer, because it doesn't matter how successful you are as a woman, the media will place your value on the relationships to those around you, whether that's a partner or an enemy, and the way that you are holding yourself in that perceived feud. So instead of people talking about Selena Gomez being nominated for her first Golden Globe this year, I think she might have won, I'm not sure, but I do know that she had a big year with an award for Only Murders in the Building and her acting. No one's making videos about that. No one really cares about that. Instead, the things that go viral, and maybe it's just human nature, you know, you can't put blame on one person, but because I'm making a podcast about it, you know, and I didn't make a podcast about the Golden Globe nomination. So, you know, we all contribute in ways, and I think it's just that human nature, but women's value in media is placed on their proximity to other people in their lives whereas men they could literally punch each other and their value for the most part except for very unique cases is still going to be based on their acting their singing whatever craft that they have that is what people talk about when they talk about this person That is what people ask them about in interviews. They don't necessarily bring up their drama the way that women are expected to answer for their drama, even though oftentimes men are way more dramatic than women and have these violent reactions in a way that women don't. Now, one thing that someone brought up in my comment on TikTok 
when I brought up this point of women often are placed on, you know, a more difficult pedestal with them, their value being in their feuds versus their craft. Someone brought up Will Smith, and I thought that was a really, really great example. He's actually someone I thought about when I was pondering this point before making the TikTok of he's someone who he's had a really celebrated career and is legendary status and then he slaps Chris Rock at the Oscars and it's really become kind of all that he's known for now and I think there's a few reasons for that as well because it does you know counter my point Number one, I think there's some intersectionalism happening there. You know, is a black man held to a different standard than a white man? Yes. And I think that that is playing a part there. I also think for Will Smith, he didn't really do anything in the public eye for a very long time after the Oscars. And in hindsight, I feel like that wasn't the right call because... I think if he had just pulled a Michaela Noguera and continued on like nothing happened, then maybe he would have, you know, people would have moved on from it much quicker. Um, I don't know. Like, I believe he apologized to Chris Rock via a statement. But honestly, I think if he had just made a video sitting down, maybe on Red Table Talk, and just said, you know, I'm sorry this is what led up to that this is what I'm changing and ultimately you know Chris Rock is the person who suffered as a result I think the audience and the public would have really really appreciated that but it seems like he kind of went mute and his career suffered as a result sometimes it's better to just keep on trucking like Nothing happens once you apologize and own up to it or move on from it. So I think that affected him. But then we see, for example, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. And to this day, Johnny Depp's fan base and just him to the general public, except for the people like me who, you know, dive into these things and are reading the forums and everything, he is still just seen as a really great actor and he is a great actor parts of the caribbean will always be one of my favorite franchises but he was always seen as just this great actor even though you had you know amber heard who it sounds like it was a toxic relationship between both of them i don't know what happened obviously just going off of you know what i've read it sounds like they were both in the wrong in a lot of ways and yet Amber Heard publicly has suffered way way more than Johnny Depp. I do believe Johnny Depp missed out on some opportunities but now doesn't really seem to be affecting him that much. He was you know a surprise guest at the MTV VMA Awards and that was shortly after the trial and Amber Heard has gone really into hiding I think she's in the desert somewhere in California in a house and I don't know that she's really ever going to be able to act again and it really just shows that a man's value or I guess specifically a white man's value in media is determined on his craft and how well he does his craft 
But women don't always get that grace. And they could literally win a Nobel Peace Prize in a Grammy in the same year. And their value will still be based on whoever they are feuding with at that moment. So I just think that that's food for thought. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if I'm even correct. This is just my thought right now. It could change. But it's just how I felt about this situation and how absolutely ridiculous it was. Um, So a few comments that came through on my Instagram story was, one person said that they're really sick of Haley and they feel like she's a mean girl. Now, I don't know anyone behind the scenes. Um, I, I do think that there's moments where maybe it seems like there's some mean girl things happening there. But I also think that, you know, they're all just like young women, especially these clips of Haley. She was probably like 20, 19. And no one makes good decisions at that age. Um I do think that, like, you know, there's no reason to do the yuck sign towards Taylor Swift. Like, what did Taylor Swift do? Like, why did she get roped into that? I don't know. But, sorry, I dropped something. Anyways, um, another comment was that, like, is this real or is it for PR? Now, I do not think that this is for PR at all because I don't think either Kylie or Selena Gomez or Hailey Bieber really benefited at all from this drama it seems to have really been a negative whirlwind for all of them I'm sure it's really stressful to have the internet hate you for a couple comments that you left on TikTok in Selena's case or a couple stories that you posted on Instagram that I honestly don't think Kylie's stories had any relation to the selena gomez um laminated eyebrow it's such a middle school thing so i don't really think it was for pr i don't think either of them really need pr in that way so that's just my own perspective and then you know someone else said like it's entertaining which it it can be but I think we're reaching a point where stan culture is going to be like it's not going to age well and I think people are going to look back and just be like wow like why did we allow these millions of people to abuse one another over celebrities that are grown women and fully capable of having conversations with each other and solving things if there even is anything to solve so that's just my take I would love to know what y'all think um, you can leave comments on like my TikTok that I made about it or DM me on Instagram. But this was a little bit of a last minute episode I was not planning. So thank you guys for listening and, you know, joining me. But regularly scheduled programming every Monday morning. I have an interview coming up this Monday with someone who went viral on TikTok, got 10 million views, and they have a small business and their small business completely blew up as a result and I just talked to them about what has it been like you know how many units have they sold things like that so I'll see you guys Monday morning with your coffee or makeup in hand and we'll get back to our regular routine thanks y'all so much for watching remember to just be kind and remember that everyone on the internet is a human with feelings before they are a social media handle thank you guys so much for listening